part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Artist Pivot Podcast. I am your host, Ayana Major Bay, and I happen to be an actor, voiceover artist, mentor, and world traveler. This is a bi-weekly show featuring conversations about pivots and life lessons from the perspective of artists, those who work in and around the arts, and arts educators. Everyone possesses the ability to pivot. You just have to be reminded sometimes, and that is what I am here to do. To stay up to date and in the know about merchandise, exclusive content, and how to support the show, please subscribe to the newsletter at ayanabay.com slash podcast. That's A-Y-A-N-A-B-E-Y dot com slash podcast. And there is a link in the show notes. We'll get to this week's episode after a word from our sponsors. I have found that therapy is a tool to use to improve your life in one of the healthiest ways. For those who are working on their mental health and well-being, on a journey of facing your fears, or trying therapy for the first time, our show sponsor BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Artist Pivot. That's BetterHelp.com slash Artist Pivot. All right, y'all. So today on the podcast, joining me is Miss Darlene Hope and... As a classically trained actress, Darlene Hope's professional acting career has included leading and supporting roles off-Broadway and in regional theaters around the country, solo jazz vocal performances, commercials, film and television appearances, and voiceover campaigns. Miss Hope has had the pleasure of sharing the stage with and being directed and musically directed by many of the most notable performers working today, including many Tony Award nominees and winners. Miss Hope has appeared in numerous award-winning commercial, print, and new media campaigns. Perhaps the best known of these is her performance as the title character in A Visit from Aunt Flo, a viral video that has received nearly 3 million views worldwide on YouTube, Facebook, Yuku, etc., and was officially recognized at the Cannes Lion Festival of Creativity. In the last year, she has worked on and performed in five world premiere and regional premiere plays and musicals, a revival classic American play, and guest starred on the network television series The Blacklist and Blue Bloods. Not to mention numerous staged readings, developmental labs, teaching artist residencies, workshops, and media interviews. Most recently, Darlene Hope has launched Hopeful Productions, a creative launching pad of diverse and inclusive content for film, new media, music, theater, and publication. Since its inception, Hopeful Productions has produced or is in development on two full-length plays, a full-length screenplay, a streaming series, numerous music recordings, and has published an online journal for women. Darlene, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me <laughs> and for course. reading all of that. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And girl, I'm tired. 
Like, <laughs> reading, I'm like, you, you have a lot on your plate, and I commend you. <laughs> <laughs> we wear a lot of hats around here. We really do. <laughs> Listen, I am here for the multi-hyphenate life, okay? Yes. I yes, am here yes. for it. Yes. So, with, with that, my first question to you, I love to ask this question to everybody. Okay. If I said, Darlene, how are you? Mm. How are you doing? Like, I sent you a text message. I said, hey, girl, what's up? How you doing? How you feeling? How's your day? But you could only respond in emojis only. What would you text me? Oh, my God. That's a really great question. Um, I think I would respond with a purple heart emoji. Okay. A crown emoji. Mm -hmm. A sunset emoji. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe a little like fist bump emoji. Okay. Ooh, I like those. Ooh, that was a good one. Thank you for that imaginary text. Thank you. Thanks. Those are some good emojis. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, girl, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you for joining me. So, y'all, I'm going to just give you a little background before we get into this. Uh, Darlene and I know each other from a little show called After Midnight. Yes. We played the same role, um, and she was the cast before me. You were cast two, correct? I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was cast three. And there was one point where I was, you know, my imposter syndrome kicked in, and I, like, messaged Darlene and was like, I need help! I'm not singing the part right! And Darlene, so graciously, pulled me off of the ledge and was like, <laughs> sis, you're all right. You're okay. You're going to get through this. The music is hard. I know you know it. You just second guessing yourself. And from then, we've kind of developed a little friendship, y'all. We've gone to <laughs> concerts together. Remember when we saw Tank and the Bangers together? Oh, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is my friend, y'all. So I just want to give y'all that before we before we get into it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, and by the way, I will say this about After Midnight. It was such a beautiful show mm-hmm. and such a beautiful experience. And I met so many amazing artists through that, you know, experience. But the music really was hard. Mm-hmm. And I have not, I've done a lot of shows where you have uh, trios or quadruples of singers singing together, tight harmonies. Mm-hmm. Those were the most complex that I have still yet to do in my career. So mm-hmm. it was real. You know, like like the struggle was real. Mm-hmm. Same. The struggle <laughs> was know? real, Darlene. It really yeah. was. Duke Ellington was a genius mm-hmm. and he he demanded genius, I think, of the artists that worked on his material. So, you yeah. know, which is fair. Congratulations to you for for getting through that experience and excelling in that experience, because you guys, I think, had a lot of successes that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and and I think our cast had some successes that even the first cast didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a it was a powerful experience that show was for sure. Uh, I agree with you one thousand percent. Like, yeah. it was a very much a powerful experience, and like that has a special place in my heart with the music, yeah, and with the cast, an all black cast, and like, yes. especially with cast three. Like, we call ourselves the the. Um, the Real Housewives of After Midnight 3.0. Like, we were, like, a gang. The girls, like, we... And we still have a group chat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like... Nice. Oh, yes. But it was. It was an extraordinary experience that I'll yeah. never forget. And you're right. Yeah. But you helped me through that. 
I have to give you credit and give you your flowers because I definitely did come to you and be like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, huh? like, freak, like I was on the ship freaking out and messaged you. And I was like, oh, my, because the harmonies were so tight. And I was like, I've sung trios before. I know what I'm doing. But I think if I remember correctly, I was the, the middle harmony. And I believe she was only like a half step above the lower harmony. But then like a whole step below the top. Like the middle was like in this sandwich where you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was real harmony work, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily always um, easy or intuitive, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and to your point, I've had those freakouts. And I, I, I had an experience recently where another actor was going through a really tough time. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have those freakouts where you have to take a moment and you have to say, wait a minute, I'm a good actor. I'm mm-hmm. a good singer. Why am I? I'm not, but I'm not getting this. Why yeah. is that happening? And I, so I had this experience and this friend was kind of in that moment. And I've had those moments too. And I had so much compassion for it. But then there was a really, really young actor mm-hmm. who also was listening to this actor bemoan that situation. And this young actor was basically kind of like brushing it off, like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. get yourself together. And, you know, kind of like Mm -hmm. really, really being a little bit egotistical about it. And Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, oh, like to this young actor, I thought to myself, just wait, just wait, stay in this industry long enough. And you will have moments where you question your own talent. You mm-hmm. question your own right to be there. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the notorious imposter syndrome gets the best of us. You know, we can fight it and fight it and fight it. And then there's sometimes there are those days where it does get the better of you. Yeah. And you really do question, you know, um, what are you doing? Like, maybe I'm maybe I don't know what I thought I knew. Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't learn all that I thought that I learned. So, you know, I, I I had so much empathy for that actor. And and no matter who you are, no matter what, you know, art form you are practicing, you will have your, like, D-Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and hopefully you have someone on the other end of the line who is, you know, empathetic and caring yes. and can understand and has been there, you know, yes. and they can say, Hey, it ain't you. It's the material <laughs> or <laughs> it's, you know, this, that, or the other, mm-hmm. you're, you're good. You're good. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm absolutely. glad I could do that for you. And hopefully the next time my turn comes around, you know, I might be calling you. <laughs> yes. Give me a call, girl. I got you. I'm, I'm going to hold your hand through it. We go, we got to walk through it. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> it's real in these streets it's so real it's so real but that happens like you question yourself you're like do i do i do i know what i know like what wait huh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wait what like it it happens it happens but you're right like there's a point where you can't keep brushing it off you'd have to work through it you have yeah. to work through the tears and the questioning and the I'm I don't know what's happening. And then you go, oh, wait, I do. I just needed to figure out how to make it work in my brain. Cause this, mm-hmm. cause this thing wasn't intuitive to me, but it's an intuitive, mm-hmm. it's intuitive to someone else. And right. it's the comparison where you're like, oh, well, they got it in in one take. 
how come I'm not getting it in one take? Right, right. There's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. when you're functioning at, you know, at a certain level. Mm-hmm. There is there can be a lot of pressure, external pressure to execute. Yeah. And, you know, we're living in a time where budgets are getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And the timeline to be able to execute is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm -hmm. And so you don't always have the luxury of being able to work through something or figure it out. Sometimes you got to come in really knowing Mm -hmm. already, you know, and and um, and so and that's tough. That's tough. It's part of the growth process, I think, as an artist, you know, mm-hmm. it's definitely a part of the process, you know, um, I think as an artist of color in this industry, you oh, know, yeah. yes, absolutely. You know, we're, absolutely. we're, we're not forgiven as much as some others are, you know, um, and we're, you know, oftentimes considered expendable, you know, Ooh, so I, you got mm. a lot of work. You, you you do grow a lot and you got a lot of work to do on yourself and mm-hmm. and just staying staying in it like staying in the right frame of mind in order to be successful you know yeah absolutely absolutely so with that there's my first question how have you throughout your career stayed in that frame of mind because you have you know you've you've put some years in and so I guess, yes, my first part of that question, but really you probably need to answer the second part first, is first of all, how did you get started? Like, were you one of those kids who was like, I'm going to make up shows and I'm going to be an actor when I get older? Or did you kind of discover it as you got older? And then as you were in this industry, how did you kind of keep yourself in that mindset of like, okay, keep going. Like, you got to keep pouring into yourself. So that's my two-part question. So how did you get started? That's the first one. So the first part, I... I'm one of those lucky folks who came from a family that is very artistic. Okay. And so, um, and it's so funny because I don't have any children, but I have four sisters and they all have children. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny to see their children exhibiting this artistic desire. They don't even know, like, who knows where it comes from? It's just in us it was in me to sing to make music to to act to play to want to imagine Mm -hmm. and um and so I came from a family where you know this is what we did you know like we sang in church we Mm -hmm. sang just for ourselves at home we you know what I mean we we made music and um and so I I loved it it was a a really fruitful um, creative environment that I came from. Yeah. And then when I got into the sixth grade where you get kind of like choose your own elective classes, I yeah. was like, what is the opposite of music? Cause I don't want to be like anybody in my family. I was a little bit oh. of a rebellious <laughs> kid, not too bad. I wasn't yeah. too bad, but I, I had that little bit of an independent streak. And, um, and as far as my little mind could think, it was like mm. drama. I was like, I'm not going to take music classes because everybody expected me to take band or, mm. you know, chorus or something musical. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take the acting class. I'm going to take the drama class because okay. that's the opposite. And I'm going to be different. Okay. And it just, I just grew akin to it. Like it was like an additional limb that just grew out on my body. Like I, Mm -hmm. I adapted well to it and 
all of my friends, you know, it was kind of cool because I had a nice little circle of girlfriends that were also in those classes with me. Yeah. And and I always say this because I never want to forget where I came from. I'm a product of a public school education and I mm-hmm. cannot champion those teachers and administrators more because You know, I didn't have the luxury. My family didn't have the luxury of having money and means and being able to put me into things outside of school. So I didn't Mm -hmm. take ballet. I didn't take, you know, piano lessons like a lot of young people did. I had to get that in my public school education. I had to be Mm -hmm. exposed to those things during the school hours. Mm -hmm. And, And then outside of that, all we had was church. You know, like our lives, yeah. my family's life revolved around the church. So so, um, so I always give my big ups to teachers and things because I just stuck with it. I yeah. liked it. I had teachers who were really engaged mm-hmm. and talented, you yeah. know. They didn't yeah. always have the funds, but they were creative and they did not give up on us students. Mm-hmm. And they they made opportunities out of virtually nothing for us. Yeah. Uh, performance opportunities, competition opportunities, experience, you know, experiential opportunities. And so I just stayed with it mm-hmm. all the way up through high school. Okay. Then I went to college, you know, and um, and and I want to, you know, if you have any arts educators out there listening, I know you have a lot of of them in your audience and as also as and also as guests. I will say what you say to students really matters mm-hmm. because I listen to my teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, my high school teacher said, go to this community college. Yeah. And then my community college teacher said, go to this university. Uh-huh. And I listened. Yeah. And and that advice was so valuable to me because I wouldn't have known what to do on my own. I was a kid from the hood. I was a little black girl from mm-hmm. the hood, you know, and I had talent yeah. and that was it. Yeah. I had promise and that was it. I didn't have originality or ideas. I didn't have a machine behind me orchestrating my future. Mm-hmm. All I had was my teachers had a good hunch that I could be something, you know, yeah. that I could take at least the next step. So that's how I came to it. And then after graduate school, I moved to New York because <laughs> that's what you did, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and I will say since moving to New York, it was really just um, more of the same. It was one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I was I was naive. I was blissfully naive. Mm-hmm. I was silly enough to think that I could do it. Yeah. And I was having enough fun that mm-hmm. the darker times or the discouraging moments um, didn't force me to quit. You know, yeah. they didn't get me to quit. And and I just stuck around. Like, I just literally just stuck around. If you ask mm-hmm. me the story of my career, my career yeah. is the story of the girl who just was like, Hey, y'all, <laughs> I'm still over in this little corner over here, right. which I'm I'll got here. going on, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Still here, you know, yeah. um, and that's the story of my career. And it's um, it's definitely been a marathon. And I am truly, mm-hmm. truly thankful for all of the 
the pieces that led to the next piece and the next piece and the next piece. And the second part of your question was about, what was the second part again? It was your mindset about staying in that mindset of like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, it's a little hard, (laughs) but I can do this and I'm worth it. Yeah, you know, I I would say, um, I, I was talking to my boyfriend the other day and I was saying, you know, there's such a fine line between uh, bravery and mm. foolishness, mm. you know? And, you know, if you ask one person, they look back at my career and they say, wow, wow, you were brave. You were so strong. You know, you stayed in it. You accomplished so much. You didn't get discouraged. You know, that's incredible. And then you ask You might ask a different person, they might say, you know, really, your story is just a series of really dumb decisions, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) really risky financial decisions, Mm -hmm. really crazy career decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, there's such a fine line, you know, and um, and I think it was a blessing that I had a, a family that was artistic and supportive. Yeah. Um. So. There was some pressure for me, but not a lot, right. you know, okay. like some families can really make the difference between someone staying in the industry and getting a big break mm-hmm. um, and somebody feeling the pressure to get a nine to five and have insurance and buy a house and um, that kind of stuff. Meet meet those kind of societal benchmarks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was also skill sets that I had to develop and. Yeah. You know, I developed the ability to um, live this kind of transient Mm. lifestyle, Mm. Um, the coping mechanisms to not freak out when you end a contract and you don't necessarily have the next contract to roll immediately into. Mm -hmm. And you're like, hmm, I got this much money to last and maybe I can go a month or two Mm -hmm. months, Mm -hmm. you know, but I don't see the next step. Right. That was a skill set that I had to develop. And, you know, I I share that with a lot of uh, younger artists because there are skill sets that you do have to develop as a professional. Um, The the ability to fail in front of people Mm -hmm. and not feel bad about it. Ooh, yeah. You know, that's that's a hard one. That's a really hard one that I had to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get in the rehearsal room, there's an audience to all your failures, to all your mistakes. Yes. You make a choice. It doesn't work out. You know, the same people who hired you are sitting there watching you. People who admire you might be sitting there watching you. Mm-hmm. People who aren't necessarily fans of yours are Uh sitting there watching you fail, you know? And so I had to learn and develop the skill set to be able to say, you know what? It's taken me so long to learn this dance step Mm -hmm. and I am the crappiest dancer in this cast, Mm -hmm. but I still got to get up and go to rehearsal and put on a great attitude and not bring that Debbie Downer syndrome into the rehearsal room Mm -hmm. and, and come at this again. That's something that I had to develop. You know, and I see a lot of people. It's funny. I see a lot of people struggle with that skill set these days. 
Um, You know, as these timelines become shorter and shorter and shorter, it kind of infringes a little bit on the creative process because the creative process is a process of failing, failing, failing until you find a little bit of an open door and then you poke through that open door and you push it out more and more and more and more until the light can really shine in. Yeah. And and I see a lot of people um, not being comfortable with failing in front of others. They just mm. want to win. That's yeah, all they're comfortable. Immediately. Exactly. And you're Mm-mm. not going to be. Mm-mm. You're not going to be. Mm-mm. And also, sometimes your idea might be a great idea, but somebody else in the room has an even better idea. And you got to yes. be able to back off of what was a valid and true and good idea. Yes. You know, so that yeah. somebody else can win in a moment, you know, or that the entire it serves the vision, the, the collective vision a little bit better. So mm-hmm. um, so I've I've picked up some skills that have helped me along the way as yeah. well. And, yeah. and like I said, you know, I just was crazy enough to stick around, <laughs> you know, that stay. There's a lot to say for staying power. Yeah. And for if you need to take a break. Or take a step back, you take a break, you take mm-hmm. a step back, and mm-hmm. then you come back at it again. You know, mm-hmm. you get a regular job because maybe you just want to buy Jimmy Choo's right. <laughs> and but eat at decent restaurants. Right. And there's nothing wrong you, with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So right. you go, you, you know, you get a regular job for a year and you eat at some good places and mm-hmm. you go see a bunch of shows and then somebody invites you into a reading and you find yourself right back as an artist again. You come back to it again and again and again, you know? So, um, so I, there's been a lot of lessons learned too, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. I understand that. And like, okay, there's so many directions I want to go in right now. Uh, But I think I, what I'm going to, I want to like put a pin in is like the transientness is that a word? I hope that's mm-hmm. a word. It um, is now. It is now <laughs> of life as an artist, as a multi-hyphenate in this society. <laughs> because there would yeah. be, if there weren't a lot of societal standards, it would probably be a little bit easier to be an artist. Right. Um, but the the standards of, you know, getting married, having children, buying a house, doing this. Some people don't. We're like, do we have to do that in that order? Or do we have to do it at all? Or like, do can we do it in our way? Like, can I have a tiny home? Like all of these things that you're just like, what? But as an artist, you're like, yeah, we have transient lifestyles, but also we 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 reserve the right to change our mind. So like mm-hmm. you said, if it's like, oh, I can't do this right now, let me go for a year get that nine to five so that I have something under me, but like, right. Oh, I just did a reading. Okay. I'm back as an artist and we have the right to ebb and flow and come in and out. But I think, and from my experience, it's, you get um, like a finger wag at you. If you're like, Oh, you didn't make it as an artist. If you decide for a year to step away and then you come back and you're like, no, 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 no. I made the decision to change for my own personal reasons, but I'm still an artist. I'm still mm-hmm. a creative. Mm-hmm. I'm still like a, 
I'm still I'm still here. So mm-hmm. I guess my question in all of that was did you and and this could have been your own personal feelings did you ever like have a moment where you did grab a nine to five and you were like oh like you were maybe a little disappointed in yourself or you it was like a moment of dang well am I going back to the arts like am I oh shoot like did you did you did you ever experience a moment like that absolutely I definitely did. And I apologize for the buzzer in the background. That That's might right. be Amazon. So, sounds of life. Sounds of life. Did you order something good from Amazon? Listen. I, listen, no, I didn't. I have a boyfriend who <laughs> oh. is a shopaholic. Okay. <laughs> I learned, listen, I, I learned fairly early in the pandemic that if yeah. I didn't cut myself off from Amazon, that it was going to be a serious problem. Like yeah. I was literally getting like, you know, two and three packages a day early oh, in the pandemic. No. We were all trapped in our houses. Not two or three packages a day. Oh, no. Yes. 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 Darling. I was like, oh, my God, this this ordering, you can just press a button and things appear. The next day, they just arrive. They're here. (laughs) (laughs) So now, I've learned that lesson. My my amazing boo has not, but that's okay. That's okay. We ride. We ride till the wheels come off. There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but, but. You know, I I have had those moments. I've had moments where, you know, I got I when I shortly after moving to New York, I started working in the finance industry. Okay. And um I uh you know, because of some of the other alumni that were in the network that I was in and mm-hmm. um I kind of fell into some really cool jobs. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was equally left-brained as I was right-brained. Okay. So I I was talented in the offices that I was working in. I was also a Black woman working in finance, you know, 10, 15 years ago where it was much more rare. You know, there weren't all of these STEM programs promoting people of color going in to uh, these industries. And so, you know, you know, we were few and far between, but there was there was an acknowledgement that they wanted people of color and they wanted women in these spaces. Mm -hmm. And so there was so much promise. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I was, I was working at these huge investment banks and, and, and I was a welcome face. Yeah. I was a welcome entity in those spaces. And, and it's, and it was really, really hard because I did have to ask myself, like, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm just meant to be like a, like a benefactor or something like, like Uh all of my friends are artists. And yeah. they're making strides. And here I am working this desk job, but I, I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. And they like me around here. And I can make a lot of money if I stick around, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and 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 maybe, you know, my role is just to, you know, keep taking my friends out to fancy dinners and buying them tickets to Broadway shows. And, you know, maybe that's, you know, the space that I will inhabit when it comes to the arts. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there's anything, anything wrong with that. I believe very strongly in, um, you know, following the, 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 
tea leaves, you know, like reading yeah. the tea leaves and 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 allowing life to guide you in mm-hmm. in some ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, and I was telling this to a younger cousin of mine who had never worked uh, in any kind of educational capacity. She just graduated from high school, and but she got a job at a school, yeah, working with kids. And I told her, I said, you know what? You don't know whether or not you have a talent for that. Yeah. So sometimes you get into an opportunity. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I actually am good at this. Uh-huh. And it opens up an entirely new arena of possibility for you. Right. You know, um, I don't believe in being like, a, 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 you know, inflexible and in saying, well, you know, I got a degree in engineering. And so if I don't stick with this, then, you know, I, you know, I, I'm just going to ignore the talent that I have as a teacher, you know? That, so, so that. yeah. <laughs> so that. I believe very strongly in being, um, you know, and, and having a, a, um, a kind of flexibility in your life, listening to yourself, listening yes. to your life, you yes. know, because your life is speaking back to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. That, yeah. like, flexibility. Be- you know, people are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, I, I did this, so I'm going to do that, and then this is going to happen. And it's like, when you discover A plus B does not equal C, it equals 25 minus C. Like, mm-hmm. you, like there is no one plus one right. equals two. Like, it just, right. there's not, unless you're in math class, that's the only place that one plus one equals two. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, <laughs> yeah, it's not logical. It's not right. linear. And it's right. not linear. And like right. being flexible mm-hmm. is how you last. Is how you like can can be an artist and can be a multi hyphenate, no matter what your medium is. But also be able to go into other mediums because you didn't just stay in theater. You've right. gone to television, commercial, vocal performance, voiceovers. Like you're like my talent can spread across all of these mediums yeah. if I am yeah. flexible. And like, also I want to say in that, like, maybe I should just be a benefactor. Like maybe I'm just taking my friends out and doing all this. I mean, you're kind of sort of doing that with a production company. Like that's yeah. kind of sort of, you spoke on it, but now it's a different version of being a benefactor with your production company. So my question to you is, throughout all of your career and things developing and you, you know, pivoting this way, okay, no, I'm going to go this way. Okay, no, I'm going to go that way. Where did your idea and your want, your desire for a production company come from? The production company idea came out of um following my curiosity in other areas. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I want to say this because yeah. it's uh, one of, one of the things that I don't want people to think that we're advocating mm-hmm. is just pulling straws oh, out of the sky. Not at all. Not, <laughs> you know not at I mean? all. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, uh, I had a conversation with another colleague of mine who was talking about going into a, a, a different, um, um, area. And, and so as we were talking, I was, you know, I said, Oh, I'm just trying to like, what was your, what was your major in college? And, Mm -hmm. and I was trying to figure out 
mm-hmm. how the dots connected, like what yeah. led to that. Yeah. And he took offense to that. And I, and, you know, and I apologized profusely because I didn't want him to do that. But, but, but what I was trying to find was like, how does one step support the next step? Bingo, bingo. And, and, uh, and so for me, um, you know, acting, you know, led me back to music, mm-hmm. you know, doing musicals. Um, that led me into doing voiceover work. Mm-hmm. That led me into writing. Like, I like these stories. I have stories that live inside of me. Yeah. Let me see if I write them, what will happen. Yeah. That led me into submitting those stories you know, for readings and productions and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then that led me to creating my own production company. Mm -hmm. So one step kind of led me to the next step. And, um, and it's been fruitful, Mm -hmm. you know, it has not, not every day and not all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, when you're just kind of like, the dominoes are falling in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you can apply one skill set to the next. Yes. You know, and yes. one skill set also le- gives you credibility for the mm-hmm. next. So mm-hmm. my acting career gives me credibility in the producing world because yeah. I'm not just like out of the blue. You know what I mean? People can follow the success and they can follow my path and it makes sense to them. So they're willing to support what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Understand that. I understand that 100%. And I was actually having a conversation with someone about that, excuse me, about standing on your credibility. And it's not worrying about what happens next per se. Like, yes, I mean, we all have a little, a, a healthy bit of anxiety of like, oh gosh, okay, well, what, do I, what am I doing next? For us, sparks an idea. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I can do that. Not, not, but not the type of anxiety that like holds you back, which I know, unfortunately, some people have. Um, but in connecting the dots, standing on the dot you're currently on, going, no, I can stand on my credibility. I can mm-hmm. stand on my career. I can stand on, oh, I did this. Oh, that might connect to that dot. And I can, mm-hmm. I can like, that's my safety. My safety is my credibility. My mm-hmm. safety in, in pursuing this next thing or dot or venture mm-hmm. is, oh I, oh, I am informed about that. Mm-hmm. My skills, my years of acting are my credibility to now produce. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was literally having a conversation with someone about that. And it's like, yeah, are the dots connecting in your life? Like you were having that conversation with someone just trying to figure out, wait, are your dots connecting? But I do think that's coming from people not pursuing what's in them. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in the world that do not pursue what lights their fire. Mm-hmm. Well, no matter what it is. Like, it doesn't have to be the arts. It could be someone who's so good with computers. Like, their brain is like, I'm like, oh, yes, go do it. But they're scared to get into IT. Or mm-hmm. someone who's so good with their hands that, like, can craft a chair out of what, but they're going to go work somewhere. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, but I do think that that comes from people not originally following what's in their heart, what's in their soul, what lights, them, like, what makes them smile. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then they have to pivot. And like you said, but where where does the dot connect in that pivot necessarily? Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh my God, everything you're saying is so rich. It's so, it's so true and so rich. You know, I was talking to someone not long ago who is an explorer. Mm-hmm. Now, I won't bore you with the story of how I got to... <laughs> With somebody who's an explorer. Explorer. (laughs) Your audience should know that I'm from Orlando, Florida, which means Mm -hmm. that I am notoriously friendly. I'm friendly and like, I don't know if people remember, there's a scene in Pretty Woman Mm -hmm. where it's in, in the in the beginning rolling credits and there's okay. like it's the it's like downtown LA and there's all of this like noise and melee and mayhem happening and there's yeah. like a, a like crime scene where there's like a dead body on the ground and then there's this couple who's like taking pictures and the police are like get back and they're like oh it's okay we're from Orlando <laughs> I have to go back and watch that now. I don't remember that. I'm going to go. I got to go. Just that, that opening scene. <laughs> it's just the beginning. And and that's so true. Mm-hmm. So anyway, without getting into the, <laughs> the craziness of the story, I was talking yeah. to a guy who was like a legit like explorer. explorer. Oh, okay. So, and, and so I think about him when you, when I hear you say people aren't really doing what they're passionate about, because let me tell you something, this guy was talking about telling me about how he, you know, he goes to the Amazon and, you know, and he goes to the, the, you know, the, not the North pole, but like these like areas that are like really cold and like unexplored areas. And I'm thinking, I'm listening to this guy and it's so fascinating. I mean, he looks like Indiana Jones, first of all. <laughs> He's like rugged and tough and like he looks like a, like a little, you know, like he's eating like beef jerky for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you could, I'm thinking to myself, you could not pay me to uh-huh. do what this what you- dude is passionate about. Uh-huh. And... And I almost wanted to say to him in that moment, like, wow. Like you're doing exact now I'm I can guarantee you whatever his parents thought he was gonna do, you know, when he started his career in what mm-hmm. I don't know, 1984. But you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. that he wasn't doing whatever his parents dreamed he was gonna do. Uh-huh. But he was following his passion and he has been successful at it. Yeah. And so, you know, the same thing applies to us. Like if we are truly following our passion, I love the way you put it, standing on your credibility, because what's also important is that you have to develop credibility. Mm -hmm. You have to develop expertise. You're living in a time where that is falling by the wayside, especially in the entertainment space. You know, because talent is valid. Talent cannot be denied. You know, it it cannot be denied. If you're Sarah Vaughn and you walk into a room and you have this singing a bit, this this natural gift, Mm -hmm. it cannot be ignored. Um, But you also have to develop knowledge and skill and experience. Those things are not easily pushed to the side. Mm -hmm. And 
one of the things that I'm fearful of a little bit is that we are teaching younger generations of artists and people really that they are that they are here to change the world. Well, there's a process that happens before that. You yeah. can't change something that you don't know anything about. Yeah. If you haven't explored it well enough to know what's wrong with it, mm-hmm. how can you in a wise way, shift the narrative and shift into something that's, that's better. So, you know, I, I, you know, I want to be the kind of artist who is, um, I want to be an actor's actor. I want Mm -hmm. to be somebody who is respected in the room. When I speak, Mm -hmm. people have reason and cause to listen Mm -hmm. because my experience you know, not just my ego is speaking, not just my talent is speaking, mm-hmm. you know, um, not just because I'm, you know, have these connections or whatever. It's the experience. It's the fact yes. that I've seen this dynamic numerous times before. Uh-huh. And this is the easiest and, you know, way to get out of it and the most yeah. fruitful way to get out of it. Or or if we're trying to get at something, this is the best way to get at a certain thing. Mm-hmm. So expertise is important. Yeah, You know, developing yeah. that, standing on your credibility. If yes. you don't have any credibility, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. do you stand on then? What, what are you standing on, you know? Right. So. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and your credibility is, like you just said, it's your experiences it's your expertise it's your knowledge it's your work ethic it's your own creativity mm-hmm. all bundled together mm-hmm. is your credibility to mm-hmm. stand and be like no i've been through this and yes things are changing and you have to change with them and be flexible but like mm-hmm. this is what i stand on mm-hmm. and so yes like like I, I can speak on this topic like I or yeah. I can direct you in this or I can at least try to help you see it from a different perspective mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I got a couple more years under my belt than you. And again, yeah. it's not the ego. It's yeah. the more I don't want to see you fall if you don't have to because I've already yeah. fallen. I've already tripped over that rock. I'm trying to help you move the rock out of the way right, so you can right. keep walking. Right. Right. And you can and you can you have a reason to trust what I'm saying mm-hmm. because I have a track record of success. Mm-hmm. It may not be in this specific area, but mm-hmm. you can say you can look back and see how I applied myself in previous areas and believe that mm-hmm. I'm going to use that same effort in this yeah. new avenue, in this new area. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. I co-sign everything you said and just like, uh, it scares me too. Like these young artists, like I, I run a career guidance program uh, through a nonprofit and I also, also mentor with that, with that um, nonprofit. And I, for me, I'm sad for this generation because of social media. Like social mm. media didn't come to really fruition until like I was in college. Like, yeah, I remember. Okay, so Facebook was out when it came out. I was a freshman in college, and it was only for college students. Mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. where it started to like. I mean, I had a computer. Like we had a computer at home, and yada yada. But anyway, 
the credibility piece, social media likes to give this credibility. I'm putting in air quotes, y'all. Can't see it. Um, But this credibility to 20-year-olds who haven't done anything. But yet mm. you're credible. Like, like what? Mm. Like, yes, not not saying that you don't have any information, not saying mm-hmm. that you might not be a little bit more in tune to what's happening in the in, in your generation. Mm-hmm. But if someone who's been in this as an actor, as a performer, as a whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, nah, that's not really how you should approach that. I'm gonna take their advice. Right, right. Over the 20-year-old on Instagram with a blue check. Like, right. I, like, <laughs> and it's like this generation, I'm like, y'all just, I, they don't have any patience. And patience is mm. hard. Like, I'll be the first one to say patience is hard. You're like, I just want to, I just want what I want now. But mm-hmm. it's like, like you said, I'm still here. I'm sticking around. Hey, I'm still here. Like the longevity piece. Yeah. Is yeah. out, has, it's been thrown out the window. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I always try and I believe very much in mentorship as well. I believe mentorship is just as powerful for the person who is mentoring as it is for the person who's being mentored, Mm -hmm. because sometimes you don't always get a pat on the back and you don't always get um, congratulated, congratulated for what you've learned or what you've accomplished. And, And when you're in it, sometimes you're not really thinking about even that. Yeah. Um, so to mentor someone, you get to revisit what you've learned and you get to yes. really see how far you've come. Like, yeah. wow, yeah, I actually really did learn that. Uh-huh. I actually really do know. I actually do really, what am I saying? I actually do really know like what, what I'm talking about when it comes to this, yeah. that, and the other. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I mean, I always try to tell, you know, young actors don't be afraid to pay your dues yeah like that's your job your job I talked to this I talked to this young woman and she she was so worried and so stressed out because she was going into a graduate program Mm -hmm. and she felt before even starting the program that she was going to be in an environment that was not diverse Mm-hmm. And that, you know, certain needs that she was going to have around her cultural identity were not going to be met. Okay. And, and she was raring to go. I mean, she was like, I, I'm, you know, she was like. She wants to come she in was, guns blazing. Exactly. She was going to go in guns blazing. And I thought to myself, you know, you're going into a educational environment mm-hmm. because you need to learn and you want Mm -hmm. to learn Mm -hmm. so my recommendation to you is to go learn Mm -hmm. like let all of that go Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you're Mm -hmm. not there to lead an uprising Uh (laughs) even though you could if you wanted to but you're not like you're not could if you but that's not the purpose of you going and you're cheating yourself right out of you know out of the experience of just being a student. So don't, I I want young people to really embrace paying their dues. Mm -hmm. Embrace. I was literally saying this on one of the last shows that I did. Yeah. I said, this is one of the few opportunities that you'll have where you can make a mistake and no one's paying attention. Huh? Yes. No one's going to write about it in a newspaper. Yeah. No one's going to, 
you know what I mean? You open a lawsuit against you. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Embrace the experience of being able to fall on your face and fail in obscurity. Because it won't always be that way. You have talent. You have promise. The day Mm -hmm. is coming where all the heat Mm. and the eyes are going to be on you and the spotlight is hot. Yes. It is not easy being the one who has to carry a show. It's not easy being the one who has to work when they're sick, Mm. who has to speak when their voice is lost, Mm -hmm. who has to answer questions when they're tired and they just want to go home and go to bed, who has to sacrifice and give. It's not easy being that. So, you know, embrace the experience of paying your dues because you learn a lot, you see a lot, you hear a lot, you know, you're exposed to a lot. I remember, and I'm going to shut up, but I remember being in this, in this experience where there was all these Broadway girls and stuff was going wrong. Like the like the stuff was going wrong. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I was like, I am going to sit back and I am going to watch what these Broadway girls do mm. because I want to see how they handle themselves. Yeah, Like I don't have the clout. I don't have the, you know what I mean? Like no mm-hmm. one's buying a ticket off of my name recognition mm-hmm. to this show. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit back and, Watch how they handle these challenges. And I learned a lot. Yeah. You know, and we had the benefit of having on After Midnight, we had incredible leading ladies. Yes, we did. Who, you know, incredible. Yes. We watched them really navigate. And I learned a ton of... I'll, I'll just say their names, Brenda Braxton <laughs> and Ms. Sharon Wilkins, Sharon Wilkins Shout out. <laughs> who were both on the ship. When mm-hmm. I listen, I still pay these ladies so much honor yeah. because, you know, because I, I would sit in the wings and watch oh, yeah. Brenda Braxton because to be able to own a stage like Brenda Braxton owns a stage, honey, 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 to be able to be fully present Mm -hmm. and play Mm -hmm. on a stage the way that Sharon Wilkin does, Mm. captivating Mm. the power, the level of power, you know Mm. what I mean? To be able to stand in your own art and stand in your own talent that yes. is, you don't get the title star name, star singer, star player. You don't get that by accident. Nope. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Not on that show, you don't. No, you don't. So, so you know, I mean, I've I've had my moments of paying my dues and I've had my moments, you know, of of um of uh, being able to sit back and watch truly masterful artists mm-hmm. work and handle things. And every once in a while, I still am in one of those moments. But, you know, now my career is getting to the place where people are looking at me mm-hmm. and watching how I handle myself and handle yes. challenges. And um, and it's, you know, it's no small thing. You know, I really have to think about how am I showing up in this moment? 
Yeah. Because I'm being watched. Yeah. You know, and I'm giving people permission based on how I handle things, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to be as great a leader um, as I had, yeah. you know, to duplicate and to follow. Oh, yes. I love that. I just oh, I have so. Ch- oof. <laughs> I have so much. I co-sign everything you say. And just to like build upon the foundation. Uh, yes, Brenda Braxton and Sharon Wilkins. Shout out to the YouTube queens, Qu- queens, queens, two queens, and like they put in the work, and yeah. it was a pleasure to sit back and watch them. Like yes. it was a pleasure to soak it in, but also on stage and off the stage. Like there were times the girls like would be in Brenda Braxton's cabin. Like we just be like at, literally at her feet. Like what are we doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just like you wanted to absorb everything yeah. from her. Like, yeah. but but her and Shannon respectively are just goddesses and just queens. Yes. And you're like, to be able to sit at their feet, to be able mm-hmm. to learn, to be able to watch them, to be able to, yeah. like you said, watch how they handle situations mm-hmm. and go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay. But now, like you said, you're in a place where, oh, there are people watching me. But mm-hmm. yet you're still watching people like Brenda and mm-hmm. Sharon. So mm-hmm. we're in the middle where it's like, mm-hmm. I know there are people watching me, how mm-hmm. I react, how I I'm going to handle this situation, the permission I'm giving them. But mm-hmm. I'm also still watching the ones that came before me going, mm-hmm. how are you handling that situation now? So it's yeah. a it's a very interesting space, which I think we both welcome of like, yeah, I'm teaching, but I'm still learning. Yes, yes, yes. I um, I'm so thankful for them. And, and hearing you talk, it reminds me of, I, you know, I love, I admire Viola Davis so much. I've never had the, the pleasure of meeting her, but, you know, she spoke so much um, when she was doing her show, How to Get Away with Murder, and especially those last several seasons where Cicely Tyson was on there. She spoke mm-hmm. so openly about being able to watch Cicely Tyson and work with her and, and yeah. see how she, you know, um, how she operated and how she worked. You know, it, it's exactly what we you know what I mean? What we are experiencing now. I mean, she she had younger actresses on the show who were just breaking out in their careers, mm-hmm. you know, and they are looking at Viola Davis, whose name is first on the call sheet. Yeah. And yet then you have Viola Davis who is looking at, you know, Cicely Tyson, you yeah. know. And so it's a it's a really cool place to be. But I can't yeah. say I cannot say strong enough to um, to the younger generation of actors, you mm-hmm. know, you owe yourself a duty to develop your own talent and your own yeah. voice. And that will come in time. But don't be in a rush mm-hmm. to mm. um, yeah. to be in the spotlight. You know, yeah. enjoy paying your dues. Enjoy it. It's a pleasure. Yeah. It's good. It's it's a good space to be in. You get to have fun. 
Yeah. Like you said, you get to have fun. I'm not, I'm yeah. not first on the call sheet. I get to make a mistake and like play around. Let's do it. Yeah. You get to try different things. Nobody's yeah. got you locked into an image or yeah. locked into a genre, yes. you know, uh, or locked into a style. You know, Ooh. you get to try different things. You get to play, you get to experiment. You know, it's mm. a good, it's a good place to be when you're, you know, when you are able to um, be in that area that I call, you know, paying your dues, paying which your is dues, just, yeah. you know, just starting out, you know, just, yeah. just kind of dipping your toes in the water and seeing where you want to fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, you know, mm-mm. I was, what was, what was like, okay, no, say what you're going to say. Cause you know how you, no, I'm going to say what I'm saying. <laughs> so paying your dues, I think, you keep, I think you keep paying them through, throughout your life. Because, you know, it's like, I, I'm going to take my life, for example. Like, with musical theater, I was like, I've been in that for 15 years. So I have paid my dues. I have developed my resume. There are connections I have. There are things that I've done. But now I'm in a, I'm in a new medium of podcasting. And I've only been in it for, like, two and a half years. So I'm currently paying my dues and learning and listening and absorbing and doing all of these things. And, like... Yes, my musical theater has informed it, but it's also like, oh, I'm starting, I don't want to say from zero because I had some great mentors who like kind of put me on with podcasting and like, you need this, you need that, you don't need this, like do like all of that. But it's like, oh, I'm kind of starting over in this like medium and I'm okay with it. Like, let me learn all I can learn, but it doesn't discredit what I've done in musical theater. Or like you are preaching the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> you are preaching the absolute gospel. I you know, every new level that mm-hmm. you go to. That's it. That's yes. You have to start you you're starting at the bottom and you're paying your dues. Yes. Um so it's so funny because if you stay in the entertainment industry long enough, you kind of feel yourself go up a tier. Mm-hmm. And then years go by and you're working, 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 working. And then maybe you bump up to the next tier and you're working, 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 working. And then, and then, and and so you get to places where you're like, oh, okay, I must be, I just jumped a level, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. like I, I just, you know, you notice, you notice number one, your environments change a little bit. You know, the people that you're working on, you're like, who are all these new people? Right. Oh, but you've been out here working for a while and you, oh, I get it. I'm the new one mm-hmm. because yes. I've never seen any or worked with any of you guys before, but you've uh, been here for a while. You're more established on this level. So I just jumped up a tier, uh-huh. you know, and I think the same thing happens when you, you know, when your sh- when your career shifts a little bit or you branch out into a new area. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things that I noticed when I started doing, um, voiceover and also mm-hmm. when I started doing TV film is that mm-hmm. the casting officers are all different. Yeah. Everybody's specializing in an area. Yeah. So I might be really successful with casting offices that do legit, mm-hmm. but in the voiceover world, nobody knows who I am. Right. And I have to start building those relationships. I have to introduce myself. Mm-hmm. They don't know who I am. They don't know what I can do. They don't know my track record. They don't have any idea. You know, they'll they'll find out. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll learn. They'll do their research. They'll 
you know, call me in and, and kind of get a feel for who I am and the parameters that I should fit into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a newbie to them, you yeah. know, so you go back to the to the um you know, you go back to the beginning and that's what, where humility really comes in and becomes very important because you can't be ashamed of that. Mm -hmm. You can't be ashamed Mm -hmm. of, um, being at, on the ground floor again and building, Ooh, you know, you can't be ashamed of it. You just really, really got to be able to say, okay, um, I'm, I'm going in for film now. So now all the film casting directors have to learn who I am and what mm-hmm. I can do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I might not be great at film. There might be some, you know, ways in which I have to learn new skill sets, yeah. you know, that will be applied to that particular medium or that particular, you know, project. Um, and they're, they're waiting for me to build skill sets before they throw anything big at me. So I can't be, you know, I can't be arrogant and be like, well, I ought to be well, up standing next to so-and-so. And, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like you got, you have to be patient yeah. and you have to be humble. Yeah. And you have to be willing to let other people be professionals as well mm-hmm. and to teach you what you don't know. Yeah. You know, and, and to not expose you to experiences that you're not ready for. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you have to believe, I think you have to believe in the end that um, that good things are going to happen for you and that mm-hmm. people are working in your favor and pulling for you. Yes. You know, like like yeah. you're not like you're not alone in the journey that yes. people actually do believe that you can make it, mm-hmm. but they're going to. They're going to treat you like a baby bird. They're not going to throw you out of the nest before you're ready to fly. You know, right. like they're they're really going to nurture you and and help you get there. Yeah. You know, yeah. if that's what you really want, you know. Exactly. Um, exactly. And like yeah. what's meant for you is meant for you. Like that's where that lies. It's like what's meant for me is meant for me. So if I have to start at the bottom. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'll work my way to the top in this next yeah. Like level. Okay, I've moved over here. Yeah. But I'm going to get to what's meant for me. You just got right. right. It's that humility like okay, I got to start it. All right, back back to the starting line. Back to mm-hmm. the back to the to the to the drawing board. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Let me pick up the chalk again. What am I, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. that. And, and and sometimes people are in line before you. So yeah. you got to be patient and watch other people get their flowers because yeah. they've been toiling on that soil longer than you have or in mm, that arena come on. longer. That really that really stuck out to me when we were coming back from the pandemic. Yeah. I felt like the inner the the industry really were embracing a lot of us to keep mm-hmm. us afloat. Mm-hmm. Um that you know casting and agents and producers and directors and theaters and all of these, you know, production companies and that they were creating a kind of safety net so Mm -hmm. that people didn't have to leave the industry. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I had a strong sense of kind of where I fell in the pecking order. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like somebody's going to make sure that I don't fall through the, the cracks, but they yeah. want to make sure that this person who's more senior than I am uh-huh. 
also that th- th- they get dibs yeah, before yeah, yeah. I get my dip. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And so I-, I was just thankful to be counted amongst the munch that were getting some, you know, some nibbles. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know that somebody thought me talented enough to thought to think, you know, this is one that we don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. This is one that we want to make sure that she's able to stay afloat and stay in the industry so that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when things do come back fully, we mm-hmm. still have her, you know, in our pool of actors that were, you know, that we can use. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, yes. I knew I wore this shirt for a reason. Y'all can't see it. Hold on. Let me see. If I, this, this is what my shirt looks like. It says. Y'all gonna get this. Ooh. Y'all gonna get this black girl magic today. That's what my shirt. I knew. I put it on. I was like, I'm gonna wear this shirt today. Even though you can't really like see my outfits. I'm going to put out the video. The video is going to be out soon, y'all. I know it's audio right now, but I'm recording the video to put it out. But that's what it says. Y'all going to get this black girl magic today. I know I put on this shirt for a reason. You know how you just know? There was a reason I put this shirt on today. There was. Um, yes, Darlene, thank you for sharing. I um, To wrap up, I'm going to ask you one last question. Okay. And that would be, what would be your nugget of wisdom? Either something you've learned or something you're still learning and working on? Let me see. I want to I want to be able to share something that I'm still learning, that maybe okay. I'm learning currently. Okay. Um, so that it has maximum impact. Um, let me think. I I think what I'm learning now is to be less fearful of change. Mm. You know, there are sometimes I was sharing this with another uh, close actor friend of mine. There are times when you develop certain behaviors or habits or just things that you do in order to survive mm-hmm. where you are. Yes. And then there comes a time in life when the universe demands that you relinquish those things because mm. you don't you don't need them anymore. You know, mm. if you if mm. you if you break your leg and you're walking on crutches, eventually your leg will heal if you're doing what's correct. Right. And you gotta lay the crutch down and trust that you can walk on that leg again anew. Yeah. Um and you might be wobbly and you might be sensitive and it might be a little touch and go for a while. But you've got to exercise that trust. And so, you know, if there is one thing that I can say that I'm learning right now in my life and Mm -hmm. also in my career Mm -hmm. is how to let go of old survival mechanisms that I was using um, that I no longer need. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm going to be mm-hmm. I'm going to be really, really specific because I believe that sometimes we're not always as specific as we should be mm-hmm. um, in order to really help people. I'm I'm in a new relationship and well, it's not even that new. I've been I've been together in this relationship for about a year and we're building a home together. Mm-hmm. And one of the habits that I had as a struggling actor was to be really, really frugal Mm -hmm. because I didn't always know where my next, um, you know, gig was coming from. Yeah. I didn't know how long I would have to stretch 
certain, you know, uh, resources. Mm -hmm. So I learned and I developed habits of being really, really frugal, maybe Mm -hmm. in ways that were, if somebody looked in from the outside, they might say, oh, that's a little sad. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> you know, she's really using the, the last little bits that's in that bottle mm-hmm. or she's really, you know, stretching that as, as thin as she possibly can mm-hmm. so that she can, you know, so that it lasts as long as it possibly can. Mm-hmm. And when I started sharing a household with my partner, um, he relieved a lot of the financial pressure mm-hmm. that I was under. Mm-hmm. and he noticed that I was pinching, pinching, pinching pennies. Yeah. You know, and, and what I discovered was that I didn't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he wanted to take care of me. He wanted to be in that space for me. Mm-hmm. So that I could relax a little bit. And so I just want to, you know, challenge your viewers that sometimes you're doing something. It's an old pattern. It's gotten you by. It was yeah. a saving grace before. Yeah. But life is calling you higher. Mm-hmm. Your experiences are, are giving you more. Mm-hmm. It's okay to let go of those old habits and to develop something new. It's okay to, to, um, to stretch out a little bit, to, to, to soar Mm -hmm. a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, and, and to not be afraid of it, embrace it. Yeah. Life is going to, you are growing, you are getting better. You are, Mm -hmm you know, um, getting better and better opportunities. It's okay to enjoy it. It's okay to soar. It's okay to, to let go of the Mm -hmm. old so that you can have more, have new, have greater, you know? And so that's the thing that I'm learning. It's uncomfortable. (laughs) It's uncomfortable. (laughs) Growth is uncomfortable, but it's your birthright. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. you're supposed to mature. You're supposed to grow. You're supposed to get better yeah. at things. You're supposed to to, to expand, yes. you know? So if you're doing it right, if you're doing life right, yeah. you know, those moments will come where you're like, okay, the training wheels have got to come off uh-huh. and I'm nervous. I don't know if I can balance on my own, but mm-hmm. there's more freedom out there for me to have. Yeah. You know, there's a yeah. there's a there's a better experience for me to have out there if I can just get comfortable with mm. soaring, you know, mm. and having the weight, mm. the training wheels come off. So that's Ooh. my that's what I'm learning right now. That's where I am. Yes. Oh, I love that. That filled my heart. Oh, I love it so much. Darlene, thank you so much for sharing. Thank oh. you for having me. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Oh, OK. Before I let you go, two things. One, where can everybody find you out here on the interwebs? Okay, so if you are on the interwebs and you're looking for me, I am just about everywhere at Darlene Hope NYC. 
Um, so Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all the spheres, uh, you can find me there. I also have a website, darlenehope.com, so that if you want more specific information, if you want to check out, I have an online women's journal, a 40-day journal. Um, if you'd like to go to that, you can check out darlenehope.com. Got it. Love it. Don't worry. All of that will go into the show notes, y'all. Easy and click. So it'll be in the show notes. And then I must, must say to you that I acknowledge you, I celebrate you, and I uplift you. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I received that into my spirit. I love that. You're Thank so very you. welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. And likewise, and likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> I hope you have been informed and inspired by this week's episode. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes are out. To stay up to date and in the know about merchandise, exclusive content, and how to support the show, please subscribe to the newsletter at ayanabay.com slash podcast. That's A-Y-A-N-A-B-E-Y dot com slash podcast. And there's a link in the show notes. This show's executive producer is Ayana Major Bay and editor is Kieran Niemand. Thank you for tuning in and I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>